Hey, Illini fans, Orange and Blue News Podcast, and uh, we're going through our top 25 fighting Illini of all time, and we have the great honor of having one of the best point guards to play at Illinois, Bruce Douglas, who was a staple on the Illini teams in the 1980s with with uh, Lou Henson. Bruce, thanks for coming on and talking to us, man. Oh, no, my pleasure, Doug. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you know, I remember going to the Quincy games because I'm an old guy, but it, the, those teams with you and your brothers and Michael Payne, one of the great, really one of the great IHSA teams of all time. And it's still cool to watch some of those old highlights, of, you know, of the championships in Champaign. So what, what led you at the time uh, to choose Illinois? What was the recruiting process for you back then? Well, I mean, uh, much like uh, today, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of excitement around uh, college basketball. I think for me, it was an easy choice. I grew up in Illinois, uh, Quincy, which was a, a great place to play uh, high school basketball, great tradition. And then um, playing in the assembly hall, you know, multiple times, uh, it felt like home. And then of course the recruiting process, uh, Coach Nagy, who um, along with Coach Henson, uh, spent a lot of time uh, in Quincy at my house and at my games. and. Both of them uh, made it a very uh, simple uh, uh, answer for me in terms of the recruiting process. Um, you know, I loved Coach Henson, his philosophy. Um, I, I thought he was a player's coach. He, he was very disciplined, a great defensive uh, coach. And um, he really uh, gave you a lot of latitude um, to make decisions as the leader, of course, as a point guard. And so, uh, I was kind of an extension uh, to what he wanted to get done on the floor. And uh, just from the day I met him, uh, he was just so down to earth. Uh, he was very uh, humble, uh, but very committed and um, a very hard worker. And so uh, those qualities uh, drew me to him. And of course, Illinois was just a great school. It was a, a great place. It had great fans. It had a great facility. Uh, it was a great state. and. Um, I thought I was going to come and uh, and help contribute to it becoming a, a great basketball program. If I remember right, you played off the ball quite a bit at Quincy. Um, was that a big adjustment for you playing exclusively point guard for Illinois? Oh uh, yeah, no, no question. You know, anytime any any high school player, uh, no matter how good you are, uh, there's some adjustments when you move to the next level and. I was fortunate that I had a great high school coach. We played against great talent. Uh, we had, a, um, you know, big crowds. And so a lot of those things I was familiar with, but no question on the floor. Um, I played point guard a lot at Quincy, but I was off the ball a lot. Uh, but strategically, you know, I was, uh, you know, more had more of a, a point guard mindset. And so um, it was, I was fortunate that Derek Harper was there the year that I came, uh, who really helped me make the adjustment uh, competing against Derek every day in practice and um, him just lending me support and guiding me along uh, the things that you can lose confidence in uh, was a big help. Um, and so uh, it was a big adjustment my freshman year. Uh, about mid-season, I, I started to feel a lot more comfortable uh, having the ball a lot more, uh, making decisions a lot more and uh, learning how to uh, distribute the ball uh, amongst a lot of talented players. Of course, uh um, Lou was a very defensive-minded coach. Um, like you said, you had Derek Harper there, who's 
really a tremendous defender, still is on some of the record books, you know, for steals in the NBA. So um, what was that like, you know, learning how to how to really focus on the defensive side of the ball? How much did Derek help you kind of uh, learn that at Illinois? Well, th that was tremendous uh, just because one, the most important thing you're going to do moving from the high school level to the college level is learn how to compete. And uh, I, I came, grew up in a very competitive family at a very competitive school. And so Derek uh, was a great competitor and just being able to, uh, to go against that type of talent uh, every day was probably the greatest thing that could happen uh, because you learn a lot of things that you used to be able to do, you can't do. Uh, a lot of the things that you didn't do, you have to learn how to do. And playing against uh, talented players will, will help you with that. Derek was also a, just a great friend. And so uh, he was constantly um, encouraging me, uh, staying at the practice, working with me. Uh, and we worked with one another. And we were a great fit. You know, Derek uh, got off the ball. Uh, I got on the ball. And, uh, and, and uh, it seemed to work out real well. But, but uh, Derek made that transition for me. Um, uh, a whole lot easier and uh, really contributed to me having a, a, you know, a very successful career at, at Illinois on the defensive side of the ball. Well, you came in at a time where there was kind of a revitalization of the Illinois program. You know, it kind of, you know, it started with Eddie Johnson and that group and through the 80s up to the Flying Illini. Um, what do you remember the most, you think, about your teams in the 80s? And, and maybe, and who are some of the teammates that you still keep in contact with? with well first of all you know when we came in we came in with one of the top uh recruiting classes in the country you know doug of course Ephraim winners another mcdonald's all-american uh who was a, a good friend of mine still stay in touch with Ephraim today doug uh a great uh guard um shooter uh who i stay in touch with today and uh scott Mintz coming off the the bench um was a great talent as well. Um, and then you fill in with Ken Cowyers, a snake, Ken Norman, who came in later. Um, and uh, and along with some of the seniors, juniors, some of the older classmates, Anthony and George and Quinn, who kind of fit in during that time. And uh, one, that, you know, a couple things. Uh, we had great chemistry. Uh, we got along real well. And uh, everybody wanted to win. And I think uh, one of the keys to winning is, 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 you know, everybody willing to sacrifice and do their part uh, in achieving um, the ultimate success, which is winning games. And so I think during that time, we had a great talent. I think there was, a, you know, me coming from uh, Quincy, Ephraim from King. I think there was a lot of, uh, a, a lot of motivation around winning. And uh, I, we were coming in at a time where Illinois just went to the, uh, the NIT. And so it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a great year for them. And uh, being able to play as a freshman and have a lot of freshmen playing, I thought was very exciting uh, for our program at that time. Uh, but we progressed. And I think uh, along with Coach Henson and Coach Collins and Coach Nagy, uh, Coach Yates was there our first year. Just everybody's commitment to developing uh, really uh, made it a, a unique, experience as well as um, something that uh, was life changing. So uh, I think during the 80s, during that time, uh, we we established ourselves as a powerhouse, not just in the Big Ten, but uh, across the nation. And, um, you know, of course, we helped recruit Kendo and Nick and Marcus and Steve. And, uh, and so I think that um, the caliber of player, the caliber of talent, 
and the expectations uh, during the 80s just went to the sky. You're still the all-time assist leader at Illinois, I believe, career-wise. And, and the, one thing I remember about that is the timing that you and Ephraim Winters had on the, the lob passes. I, I still picture those. And was, was that just was that a, a chemistry thing where you just knew that he was going to be going to the basket? Yeah, we developed that. You know, I had I was fortunate because I had Michael Payne in high school. Uh, and so I had kind of developed that that expectation of trying to, you know, um, uh, create a, 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 an opportunity for my big man to get an easy basket. And when me and Ephraim hooked up at first in Chicago at the McDonald's All-American game, we got a chance to play together. And then, of course, during the summer. But but yeah, during my career, I was so fortunate to have uh, Big E. Uh, you know, he was the uh, the key to uh, why I'm the assist leader today. Uh, uh, he didn't just dunk a lot of balls. He hit a lot of jump shots and uh but um, yeah, it was a chemistry we developed kind of a, you know, if a defensive player was trying to even be, if you got even with Ephraim, then he knew the lob was there. Uh, you, the only way you could stop it was to anticipate it by staying behind him. Uh, and a lot of times because of that sweet jumper he had, uh, a lot of the big men would come up on him and, uh, and right away I knew it was time to go. So yeah, it was something we developed and uh, something I enjoyed, uh, will cherish and remember uh, for the rest of my life. We'll remember it as fans too, watching those games. And um, I want to ask you about one game that still nags at me after all these years, and I know it still nags. It it has to nag at the players and the coaches that were involved, and that's the NCAA regional finals on the home court against Kentucky. Can can you tell me what you remember about that game? Well, you know, first of all. It was a great game. We had played Kentucky earlier in the year. They made a last second shot on our home court to beat us. Um, and so, uh, you know, Sam Bowie, 7-1, Mel Turpin, 7-foot, Kenny Walker, 6-8, and they were Skywalkers. So they were a very huge team uh, with Dickie Bill and Masters at the guard. And so they had, a you know, a team full of McDonald All-Americans, uh, of course, a great coach, Jovi Hall. And so it was just a, 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 it was a great atmosphere to be in at the time. It's just that, believe me, you don't want to play an NC regional championship <laughs> in Rupp Arena uh, with 22,000 people uh, when you're playing against a team with that, uh, that caliber players. Uh, so it was going to be a tough one. Uh, we knew that going in. Of course, I don't think that phased us uh, uh, any because, you know, at that time of year, you're playing your best basketball. You're going to have to beat the best teams. And so we, uh, we felt like we were good enough to beat them, uh, of course. And I do, to, up until today, it's always frustrating when you lose a game like that on a call that's controversial. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. But, um, you know, in all fairness, Kentucky played a great game. We had our opportunities to win. And, uh, and uh, I think the better team won that day. Uh, but I, I'm glad we learned that uh, a game with that type of magnitude should not be played on someone's home court. Uh, and uh, and so uh, until today, we, we, we think back, I always think back on that as uh, if things could have just been a little bit different, uh, uh, if they would have just called the travel. I think it was a clear travel. I watch it till today. I think he clearly traveled. Um, but we had opportunities and uh, it was a great game. I think the fans saw a great game and uh, we played a great game. And um, I was proud to be on that team and proud to be in that game. And it's just one of those games that you, you know, it, 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 it does give you nightmares from time to time. No doubt. And we're, we're joined by John Sapini, our columnist. And I don't think he was uh, covering Illinois games yet in, 
1981 through 84, but um, he's been around the block a few times and I know he's got some questions for you, Bruce. Nice to, nice to see you, Bruce. Um, what, when you chose to come to Illinois, you know, Illinois wasn't the hot team yet. How hard was it to, to take the risk and come to Champaign to play ball? Well, you know what? For me, I, I was uh, uh, um, sharing with Doug, Illinois was just home. I, I, I was one of those uh, players that got the chance to play in Champaign uh, in, in the state tournament, uh, really got um, – uh, familiar with the, the facility there. And then Coach Henson was the kind of coach that I think was just right for me at the time. I, coach Leggett was a great coach. He was a very disciplined coach. Um, so I, I thought I was prepared in a way where I, I could have a coach that was much more down to earth, uh, very humble. Uh, coach Henson uh, understood the game thoroughly, great defensive mind. And I just thought that he presented me with the kind of opportunities I wanted. I wanted to come in, I wanted to start, I wanted to, to have an opportunity to make an impact. And, uh, and of course, um, be able to play in an atmosphere where I thought uh, I would be embraced and, and, and uh, people would enjoy me. And, uh, and Illinois presented all those opportunities. Of course, it was a great academic institution as well. And then you got to also realize, uh, John, that uh, Ephraim Winters was was uh you know was, was coming. Uh, I was talking with Ephraim and Doug and Scott and and so there was some camaraderie already building uh, uh, up until that time where we all committed and uh, and so I just thought it was going to be a great opportunity. I am an Illinois guy. I wanted to be at home at Illinois and uh, and so I think it was just the right time and the right situation for me. How much fun was it to play with those Illinois guys? I mean, you know, you, you mentioned guys from, from power programs in the state of Illinois. And it seemed like every state back then, you know, you're playing, Indiana still had Indiana guys and you guys were Illinois guys. It seemed like the states were still kind of separated. How much fun was that to take on everybody when you're, you're you know, you're, you're basically battling different state powers with their state players? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, believe me, during those 80s, uh, the year we went to that regional championship, we only had Illinois people on the roster. Anthony Welch was the only player outside of Illinois on that roster, and he got injured. So he didn't play that season. Uh, it, it's always a lot of fun because no question, it was always about, you know, who was king, what state was king. And, uh, of course, we had Chicago along with the downstate uh, uh, players uh, at Illinois, and we played against the Michigans and the Ohio States and uh and, uh, and, and I think that, um, you know, we won the Big Ten that, that, that my sophomore year, we, we really f felt that Illinois was the king bed of, uh, of basketball during that time. And of course, it was very competitive. Uh, I remember going up against Tartley and uh, 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 Eric Turner and, uh, you know, um, the great players uh, out of Michigan, Michigan State with Scowls, who was coming from Indiana, of course, but you had uh, Vincent and uh, and so everywhere you went uh, during that time, Indiana with Alfred and Whitman and Kitchell and I mean everybody had great players uh, and so it just it took the game to another level uh, of competition when you played against uh, in-state and out-of-state rivalries. Did did you have more fun playing ball at Quincy or more fun playing ball at Illinois? Was Illinois more work or what, which what was more just pure fun? Well, you know, I, I, I think high school is always a little more fun. I think I enjoyed college more uh, just because of the level of play uh, that, that you have to 
college, you really have to develop. In high school, you're, you're talented. I was talented. And, and your talent will carry you a long way. In college, it becomes more about your work ethic. It becomes more about how many shots you shoot in a day, uh, what kind of condition you're in, uh, how much film are you watching uh, in the video room. Uh, those things start to separate you. And as, uh, as I got into college and I started playing in Illinois, uh, there was great point guards and off guards all through the Big Ten during that time. And, uh, and so being able to, uh, to establish yourself uh, night in and night out as somebody that other people uh, would fear or, you know, would know that they're in for a fight, uh, that, that became much more enjoyable. Uh, at Quincy, um, you know, the show, the entertainment, being able to play with Michael Payne, my brother, uh, the, the great strategy and the philosophy of a coach Leggett, who is a, who is a great organizer, who has a play for everything. Um, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but Illinois is something I enjoy uh, just a lot more because of what it demanded from me and, uh, and the rewards that we got uh, as we developed individually and collectively as a team. So when you watch the game now, it seems like it's a totally different game. Back in, in your day, it was more fundamentals. It was kind of more power and strength. Now it's the game's played differently. It's called differently. Do you like watching the game today? It's not like it used to be. I, I'm not, let me say, I love the game, not, uh, but no question, it's a lot more difficult to watch today. Um, in, in our day, I think the strategy or philosophy was to try to get the simplest or the easiest shot. And, and the highest percentage shot was going into the big men uh, in our day. And so getting into the lane was a lot more difficult. Um, getting 25 foot shots were, was something that um, people didn't see as a high percentage shot or try to take. Um, and so the way that we thought then was, you know, we, we want to take care of the ball. We want to get the best shot we can and we want to get it into the easiest or the best location to get that shot. Today, it's a much more analytical game. Uh, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, I, well, I would have been a great shooter maybe in those days <laughs> if, if you can shoot 35%. And uh, today, I've just seen a lot, of, a lot of players that aren't really good shooters shooting shots that aren't really good shots. I'm seeing more of that. And uh, it, it seems to, to give into this philosophy that if we just get more shots, no matter who's taking them, uh, that there's some benefit in it. Um, but it's still an exciting game. Uh, I don't want to take away from, uh, I enjoy watching it. Uh, still a lot of great guard play. Of course, in our day, the big men were, uh, were your key pieces. Uh, and uh, today, guards are the key pieces. Now, you always needed guards to run and set up uh, and to uh, distribute. But today, the guards seem to have a lot more freedom uh, when it comes to shooting, uh, when it comes to, to uh, making decisions on the breaks that are a little more um, what I would call uh, not high percentage in our day. But, um, but still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it's definitely not the game that, um, that I grew up playing or, or in the time that I grew up playing. It has changed uh, a, a lot since uh, my days. How, how's your body holding up? I mean, back in the day, it was a lot rougher to play ball. How, how's your body holding up these days? You know, it, 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 it was a much more physical the game. I remember I got my nose fractured down uh, in Rupp Arena my freshman year. Uh, Brett, I ran into his shoulder and uh, played, of course, the rest of the game. And then after the game, they slapped it back into place. I'm in good, I'm in good shape. You know, I'll tell you one of the things that um, I was a benefactor of is great coaches uh, that were great 
that believed in being in great condition, uh, that believed in uh, a lot of the fundamentals of doing that, which is stretching, uh, a lot of um, cooling down, a, a lot of things that um, that I did uh, to keep myself in shape year round and to, to keep my body uh, fragile, uh, agile, and uh, able to do things. And so I'm in pretty good shape today. I play a little bit. Um, I exercise every day. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I, I'm in as good a shape as uh, anybody uh, probably uh, near 60 uh, can be. So uh, I, I'm just thank I thank the Lord for that. I can't take all the the credit. God has surely gifted me with um, uh, some abilities as well as uh, some uh, some bodily uh, functions that have uh, that have uh, been able to operate through that difficult time because it was a very physical time. Uh, especially in the Big Ten. Bruce, that's kind of a good segue into my next question for you. And that's, can you tell us a little bit about your life after basketball? And I know you've dedicated your life to your faith. Um, it, it, that, and that's a big part of your life. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Well, sure. Um, you know, there's no question that, um, you know, I grew up uh, uh, in, the, in, in the church uh, 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 with Christian parents. And uh, so when I went away to play, uh, um, no question that you get uh, a little distracted and your focuses and commitments can sometimes get uh, a little uh, spread out. But uh, when I, once I finished playing, uh, I was able to really, um, you know, zoom in on my calling. Uh, God really um, spoke to me uh, at, at the years after I got out of basketball. Basketball was a great tool to prepare me uh, for ministry and for the things that uh, God had called me to. But um, I pastor a, a church and um, through those years from uh, um, once I left playing, uh, I of course grew my faith. I went back to seminary and uh, was able to uh, grow in understanding um, the things of God and, uh, and just, I love people. Um, and I think I, I learned that through my basketball career uh, with my assists and uh, minutes played and that, that God just really gave me a gift uh, to work with people, uh, to help people. And, uh, and that really has uh, uh, been a main uh, stay in my life. Um, and so my faith and my belief, belief in Jesus Christ uh, as my Lord and Savior and the one who I live life for uh, has just been such a blessing. Uh, it doesn't, uh, I've surely had some difficult times, but I think that uh, my career in Illinois has really, and, and Quincy High and, 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 and being able to go places and meet so many people throughout the years during that time of my life really helped build into my faith as I grew uh, in the years that I've been gone from the game. Of course, I still spend some time going back, uh, talking with players and talking with youth and, and having the opportunity to, to work uh, in basketball in those realms as well. But um, so I've been fortunate, uh, Doug, in that way that I've been able to do what I think God has called me to do, what my purpose in life is, is to, is to share his love and his word and his truth. Uh, uh, and of course, during that time, I've also been employed. Uh, uh, and so I've just had the best of both worlds. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think Coach Henson and, and a lot of people may not know Coach Henson and those people really encouraged me, Coach Nagy, uh, in my faith. Um, uh, in the years to follow. So uh, those men uh, played more than just a part of being uh, a, a coach on the floor, but also as being um, someone who uh, encouraged and, and mentored me in some uh, uh, of those areas in my life, uh, uh, in my faith. 
How often do you get a chance to get back to Illinois? And uh, what are some of your thoughts on the program now under Brad Underwood? Well, uh, I get back. I always get back for one game. I'm actually going back on Monday. Uh, I normally get back for a couple. And Coach Underwood is last year I got a chance to talk to the team uh, before the game. I normally lead a chapel. And so I got a chance to lead a, a chapel and encourage them uh, with, with God's word as they uh, pursue uh, their careers on the floor. Um, I think uh, Coach Underwood is, you know, I, I think this year is, has been a, a phen phenomenal uh, right now, the way they're playing. Uh, I, I think um, he's, uh, you know, he's done well. Uh, I think he's moving the program in the direction that we expect. Uh, of course, like everybody, there's always questions along the way. You know, we, we lose a few close games we think we should win. Um, um, and that's a part of the game. But I think right now, the way Kofi is playing, uh, the chemistry seems to come together now where uh, the ball is getting inside a lot more. And I love it when it gets in there and, it, and then it comes back out. Uh, I think the three-point shooters um, are, are shooting at a high percentage. Um, and so I think, uh, I, I think the talent level has been uh, raised uh, every year. And I think that's the key element is to continue to be able to bring in players and not just bring them in, but then also to develop them. And, and right now, I think Coach Underwood is doing all of those things. Uh, I encouraged uh, encouraged him when I see him, and surely support him. And uh, and uh, I think um, the program is going in the right direction. Uh, of course, um, you know it's always about the next year. It's always about the next players coming in. And so I, I think he is um, he's moving in the right direction uh, on all those uh, levels. And so. Uh, this year, uh, I think, you know, they got a great opportunity to win the Big Ten if they can hold uh, hold the, the home court. And, uh, you know, you may lose a few on the road, but I think right now at 5-0, they're, they're just in a great position. All right, there you have it, Illinois fans. What a treat it was for us. Bruce, thank you so much for talking to really one of the iconic players in the history of the university and a guy that I know a lot of people grew up watching and probably emulating. I know I used to I think your signature move was like backing, backing guys down into the lane and then a little turnaround jump shot, right? So yeah, I, I think a lot go. of people were yeah, emulating yeah, that yeah. at the time. So uh, thanks again, Bruce. Great to talk to you and uh, look, look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Doug. John, good, good seeing you again. And uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, let's go Illini.